What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dom, coming live and natural another True Players podcast episode. Hitting you with the in-your-face, unedited, straight, blunt talk about sports, finances, relationships, current events, and many other topics along the way. Check out my next episode. What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dom, coming live naturally another True Players podcast episode tonight, Thursday night. I know I'm a little bit late with the recap of last week's games, but I'm here now. But I won't be on, be on for too long. You know, you know, people got things to take care of. You know what I'm saying? But I had to catch you guys up um, with another episode, recap the New York Giants and Jets games as, you know, as we head into the final week of the NFL football season this coming weekend. Um, <clears throat> but first and foremost, let's talk about um, the Thursday night game between the Jets and the Cleveland Browns that we saw um, Joe Flacco gets his revenge against the New York Jets. Uh, apparently, the, when um, Aaron Rodgers went down with the injury, Joe Douglas didn't want to resign, didn't want to sign Joe Flacco um, for whatever reason. I, I, I honestly don't understand the reason behind it. But you know, Flacco came into this game fired up and ready to, to do big things in this game, and, I, and he sure did. He threw for 19 of 29 for 309 yards and three TDs and an interception. This, I think this is his fourth or fifth game with 300 yards. And he's a fourth starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. So think about that for a second there. Think about that for a second. Both of these teams have started four different quarterbacks. One team is going to the playoffs and one team is going home. So the question to you, to everyone is, who's to blame for that? Is it coaching? Is it general managing? Is it the ownership, or or is it all all the all the above? We saw quite clear with a um, not so great offensive line offensive line over there in Cleveland, with a non mobile quarterback, we're able to get things done. We're able to throw the football for three hundred yards and get three touch two, three passing touchdowns, and all all without Amari Cooper. Let me tell you something, guys. I betted on this game in which I, I betted on um, DraftKings. I was like, listen, the Cleveland Browns is not going to score more than 30, 35, 30, not more than 33 points in this game. I lost that bet in the second quarter. That's how bad it was. All without Amari Cooper. Once again, I'm going to say that again. Without Amari Cooper. Trevor Simeon was pedestrian, you know, 32 or 45. 261 yards, a TD, and an interception. But you got to give it up to the Brees Hall, who still continues to do his thing. Um, 13 carries, 84 yards, nine receptions, 42 yards. Gary Wilson, once again, in his first three years in the NFL, has um, 1,000 yards receiving yards. Um, he contributed with five catches for 50 yards. Tyler Conklin contributed with uh, 45 catches for 45 yards. Um 
a lot of penalties. I'm going to say a lot of penalties, but penalties off the so-called elite left tackle that we have there, over there, Makai Becton. And to be honest with you guys, I'm, I, I try to have this guy's back. I try to have this guy's back, but over the past three or four weeks, he, I'm losing that battle there. I really am. There's nothing to defend about this guy. I don't think this guy even – I don't think he gets it. This is his contract year. You should be showing out and playing hard, playing well for the next contract. Um, and I hate to say this, he's probably going to go to another team and, and really realize his potential, his, his talent, while the Jets have to go back into the draft and select another offensive tackle, select a more offensive lineman, instead of um, taking care of the issue at hand, which is after Aaron Rodgers retires, there is no quarterback in that room to, to run the Jets. And that should be the focus this season. Now, there's been rumblings that when that faded draft, I call the Trevor Lawrence draft. That's what it was all about, really. There was a story, the story that's, that's circling in which um, Joe Douglas had wanted to draft the offensive lineman with the second pick in which he was overruled by ownership. Now, if you hire me to become a general manager of your team, okay, before I sign the dotted line on being your general manager, we must understand between ownership and GM. I understand you are my you are my employer, but you hire me for my expertise at the said subject. I would like to have full autonomy in the players that I draft, the players that I selected, and the coaches that I select. Of course, you'll be you you'll be um, brought into the fold of what I choose, who I choose. But by same to same token. Let me be the final call. Let me make that final call because that's my expertise. If that's the case, you know what I'm saying? If that was the case, me personally, I would if 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 Woody had done that to me, I'd have been like, you know what, I'm resigning right in that, right at the draft. I'm resigning. Let me do what's best for the team, not for your buddies over there in Utah. Again. You draft this quarterback, you set back the franchise another five years. So many blunders with this team. As you know, guys, Dalvin Cook has been released from the Jets and has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. I believe they did him good by allowing him to go to a playoff team so he could be on the playoff roster. I think he did, they did him well. They did him good. However, I thought he was never a fit on this team. In my opinion, he should have never been the running back that they have signed, the back of Brees Hall. I felt the guy they, sh they should have signed plays for the for the pa for the Patriots, which is Ze Ezekiel Elliott. I thought that was the guy that sh they should have signed. That fit better with what they were trying to do with that offensive line, in my opinion. They're going to see um, Ezekiel Elliott this weekend. I'll tell you that much. So, in this game... The game, if Zach Wilson were, were, was going to play, was a game that if he had beaten the Patriots, he may have gotten an olive branch to stay on this team for next season. But unfortunately, due to the concussion, he is not going to be playing in this game. And quite frankly, that game, which he had a concussion against the Miami Dolphins, thanks to uh, Bakai Beckton, inability to block Bradley Chubb, um, could be his last game as the Jet. I believe 95% of the chance that
it is his last chance with the Jets. So let's preview the Jets and Patriots. What's at stake here for the Jets and the Patriots? The Jets haven't beaten this team since I believe 2015, with um with when they had Fitzpatch, Fitzmagic, and um, Decker and Brandon Marshall in the team. I believe that was 2015. That was the last time they beaten the Patriots in the regular season, or at or at all. A lot of fans out there say, "Listen, let's let's tank for the so we get the top five pick. Let's take no, no. This is an opportunity to beat the to beat the Patriots and send Bill Belichick on his way, which this game could possibly could possibly be his last game coaching the Patriots. I don't think he's going to stop coaching, but I believe I believe thoroughly." He, this is his last game as a Patriot head coach. And I be, I do believe, you know, if he when if he if and he when he takes another job, I think he's gonna go to San Diego. I mean, I mean, that's I'm sorry, he's going to the Chargers. You heard from the True Players podcast first. He's gonna go to the Chargers. He has everything he needs over there. He has the quarterback, and he has the defense. He's going there. Mark my words. Mark my words, guys. He's going there. So the Jets need to just beat this team. End the season again at 7-11, and 11, like they did last season. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the owner, you know, basically just said that he's going to keep these guys coming back. Joe Douglas, Robert Salah is coming back. Joe Douglas is coming back as lame duck GM. How can you allow a lame duck GM be able to draft the players for this coming in this coming draft for this team? It's either you extend them or you fire him. You can't let him go into a season with lame duck status. You can't. It makes no sense. It really does not make any sense to do that. But this is the Jets. Jet fans, this is our team. And we just got to deal with it for now. Okay, until only only God can give us the grace of having Uncle Steve Cohen buy this team too, so we get some respectability and our jet and our jet team back back on New York soil, playing at City Field. Wouldn't that be the dream? Wouldn't that be the dream of all Jet fans, where you don't have to drive all the way to New Jersey to watch your New York Jets play? They can be right there in Queens. But I digress, guys. As we, I'm going to recap the, the Giants game. I was supposed to have a special guest host um, with me today, but we're going to um, catch up with him next week. We're gonna, we were supposed to talk about Mets hot stove, Mets offseason, um, the, the Mets prelude, prelude to spring training, um, pitches and catches in February. But he he will join us next week as we we get get to get to um, the pickups, the plays they missed out on. We're gonna get into all that next week. I will announce this episode next week. So, <clears throat> well, this coming weekend definitely once we finalize everything. All right, guys. Now let's talk about the New York Giants, which played a hell of a game against the the Rams. It was a very good game. I like I like that game. Giants showed a lot of metal. I'm telling you that much. They show a lot of metal. 
they did fall to five and um five and twelve, I believe. No, five five and eleven. You know, they showed a lot of metal. Um, lost because both both field goal kickers couldn't make the extra points or field goals during that game. It was pretty windy out there. In the, it was pretty windy out there at MetLife Stadium. You know what I'm saying? Um, they lost 26-25. Mason Crosby, the former uh, Green Bay Packer kicker, missed a, a 50, 50 yard, a little bit over 50-yard field goal at the end of regulation. The Rams eked out a win and also punched themselves into the playoffs. Well, let's talk about the stats of the game. Tyrod Taylor with 27-41, 319 yards, a TD and an interception. He also ran for 40 yards on six carries. Saquon Barkley with 12 carries, 39 yards, um, three receptions, 19 yards. Darius Slayton had a good game, four catches, 106 yards. Wondell Robinson was all over the place, um, six receptions, 55 yards, whether it was running the ball or catching, um, make some big catches. Um, Darren Waller, he, he, he returned. He had five catches for 51 yards. But Matthew Stafford had a great game, 24 of 34, 317 yards. He did throw some picks, though. The Giants had some turnovers in that game. and um, But Kyron Williams had a big game, 20 catches for 87 yards. You know, it was a very, 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 um, a very entertaining game between both teams. Unfortunately, the Giants had to lose, unfortunately. But the Giants know exactly what they have to do in the offseason to get this team back into, into the playoffs like they were in 2022. Sure up the offensive lineman. Get Daniel Jones back. I think they need to draft another receiver. They got Darren Waller there. Keep him healthy. They need to sign another receiver to go with um, Slayton and, and, and Robinson. Shepard has been disappointing this season. He could be a, a casualty. Um, a, a, he could be. He could get cut in the offseason. He, he's the worst, he has not played up to his 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 standard. And I don't see. I, I definitely don't see the Giants keeping him after this season. If shown it on the Dayball has their have their their thoughts, probably will cut him. But let's get let's get into the preview of the Giants and Eagles. The Eagles, um, they're fighting for a division. I, I doubt they're gonna sit sit out Jalen Hurts. They're playing for the division. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are the NFC East leaders. If the if the Cowboys win. They win the East and then number three seed. So the Philadelphia has not to play for this game, and I expect a very competitive game. Because to be quite honest with you, Giants should have beat them the last time they played, which is I think two weeks ago. Should have beaten that team. So we'll see what happens, guys. Because uh, we see what we'll see what happens. But I'm anxious to see. Sam Donald start for the 49ers this week. The 49ers already clinched the number one seed in the, in the NFC. I'm actually to see how um, Sam Donald plays. I may may be inclined to watch that game. I'm going to try to watch that game, whether through NFL Network or something like that, try to watch that game in full. Probably to provide you guys some feedback and recap on that game. I'm also anxious to see how Geno Smith plays next week. The playoff, playoff, playoff seating is on the line. Playoff spot is on the line for Geno Smith. Can he lead the Seattle Seahawks for a second consecutive playoff run? That's what we need to find out. I'm anxious. I want to see what those games look like. All right? 
So, like I said, guys, I wasn't going to keep you guys off for too long. It was going to short. It was going to be a short and sweet podcast today. Short and sweet, not too long, because it wasn't the exact episode I want to provide you guys this week. But I had to provide you guys an episode of recapping the weeks, um, weeks of football. I'm surprised there's no Thursday night game right now, which I could um, talk about. But let me talk about before I before I let you guys go. I'm gonna talk about the Knicks. Um, OG Ananobi, I've seen two games with him. He just fits right in with what the Knicks, what Thibodeau wants to do with the team. Um, I said some things with Matthew the last podcast, and, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna change my tune. I back, I back up everything what I said about how the media and the fans drove the trade of RJ Barrett and IQ out of this out of this team. The fans didn't like, did not like RJ at all. Let's 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 be the fan, New York Knicks fans. Be honest with yourself and say you just didn't like the kid. All right, don't complain that he didn't he, he didn't you, that they gave him five years to develop. It's hard, like I said on that podcast. It's hard to develop your game when you are when you are surrounded by two players who are extreme ball dominant basketball basketball players. You're forced to be efficient. This is where OG fits. That that key, he fits that puzzle because he can be more efficient than R.J. Barrett. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But the bench, albeit the Knicks did a two and zero with O.G. and Anobi, the bench is suffering without the play of quickly. They may have to do another move to fill that hole that was left by quickly. That 14.2 points coming off the bench. Now IQ gets what what he wants. He's starting in Toronto. RJ Barrett is back home. You know what I'm saying? I'm anxious to see that game when the Knicks play the Raptors um, later this month. Imagine to see that. I, I I think the Knicks the Knicks better beat the Raptors. They better they better. But imagine to see how the the plays that we once had, we trade away, and see how they do against the team. With and with their new team, the Raptors put the Raptors are playing well since they since those two guys two guys arrived on arrived on the scene also, so they could be they could elevate the Raptors into a into a playoff contention. This this season, albeit out of maybe they could if let me let me tell you something. If IQ and RJ can lead this Raptors team to a six seed, I would not be surprised. They got Siakam already there. They got Scotty Barnes there. They got some talent over there. But they do. They don't. They wish they had um, Fred Van Lee Van Van Vliet. On that team right now, don't they wish they have him on the team right now? Got some talent, but I digress, guys. I'm, I'm going to sign off on this podcast. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube. I mean, watch it on YouTube, Patreon. Um, you can listen to it on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and any other providers of audio podcasting. I am on that engine. All right, so it's your man, Big Tom. Sign off on this podcast. I'll see y'all next week with another episode. Peace.